You're listening to the Digital Introverts Podcast, a show where introverts share their success and failure stories and discuss how they thrive in the digital age. I'm your host, Godwin Chan. Let's begin. Episode 7 of the Digital Introvert Podcast features Graham Budgen. He's a social entrepreneur that is currently working to incubate his own not-for-profit designed to assist communities in addressing their most prominent social issues through environmental solutions. As a fourth-year student enrolled in the Bachelor of International Development program at Hummer College, Graham blends his virtues with his principles in order to devote his professional capabilities to solving complex, systemic world issues. Compassionate, empathic, and pragmatic, Graham leverages introversion to become better and more in touch with purpose, to become a more strategic professional, and to become a better human being. Let's proceed to the conversation, shall we? Hello, and welcome to the Digital Introverts Podcast. I'm your host, Godwin Chan, and today we have a lovely guest. His name is Graham Budgen, I believe. That is correct, right? That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, sometimes, sometimes, you know, names are uh, a little hard to say because, oh, I, because they're, sometimes they're, they're, <laughs> you know, they're not uh, pronounced the way that they look sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's very tricky. But yes, you know, welcome to the show. Thank you. And then fun fact about my last name, it's actually, it's, 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 uh, it's French, so... Um, in Quebec, it is pronounced Boujon. Um, <laughs> so, so, so are you French Canadian? Uh, my family is, yes. But I mean, um, my grandfather moved to Ontario and he's an Anglophone. So, yeah, Budgeon. <laughs> loses it. Loses it. Budgeon. So much more sharp. That's a fun fact. But yes, any, in, in any case. Um, this podcast will be conducted in English, by the way. Um, <laughs> je parle français juste un petit peu. Yeah, yeah. That, um, translation, you speak a little French. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we could we could have we could have bilingual podcasts if we needed. We'll spare our audience with the uh, with with the language lesson today. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Um, so let's get started. Yeah. So you and I have. I've talked about, you know, introversion and this topic for quite some time because, of course, we're both introverts and both highly interested <laughs> in the uh, implications of that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, your opinion, what does it mean to be an introvert in this day and age, right, with all these, um, you know, different types, types of technologies available to us? So what does it mean to be introvert in the digital age? Well, that I, I so I th- I, th- I think there's I think there's two ways of kind of contextualizing uh, that question. It can be broken down into two different ways. First of all, it's necessary to first understand what is an introvert, and then it's necessary to understand with the context of how we define an introvert how that how that interfaces um, with the digital age. So for me, uh, an introvert, and I I, I don't think um, I don't think my opinion is unique in this. I think it's rather uniform that an introvert could be understood uh, as somebody who does not derive additional energy through social interaction. So for me, that's really just all about uh, the nature of the sourcing of my energy and its its derivatives. Um, I recharge through time alone. Um, and it's not to say that, um, you know, it can't be maintained. 
uh, or sustained through interaction, which is, you know, quite why, despite my introversion, I'm, I'm, I'm still a very social being. I still love to go and interact and have great conversation. And, and, and I still make an effort within that. Um, however, it's just necessary to understand that unlike extroverts, I won't gain any energy from that conversation. So it's really about being able to measure the pace in which it depletes or at least can remain at a sustainable level. With all that being said, um, and of course, there's a number of varying contextual factors that, you know, impede uh, my ability to either sustain my energy levels or have it deplete uh, more rapidly, i.e., you know, depending on like the overall significance and, um, you know, the depth in which either conversation is or, you know, like my you know, relationships, um, how, how cultivated they are. With those factors being said, I think it's, it's cool nowadays uh, to, you know, look at the digital age and discover that there's actually quite an opportunity uh, for introverts to be able to uh, share space that they might not have initially had access to. For instance, I don't particularly find that my energy levels deplete as quickly over the internet <laughs> as they do um, in real life when I'm in motion, when I'm in transit, when I'm, you know, participating in different, you know, events and forums and such. You know, those are all things that require my immediate presence. But, you know, the opportunity right now for introverts in the digital age is the fact that we now can be connected to, you know, a broader social atmosphere that allows us to quite comfortably maintain our energy levels. For instance, you know, I'm taking I'm taking this this call and recording this podcast in the comfort of my own home. Um, and, you know, it still enables us to be able to, you know, share just as meaningful as a conversation as we had uh, that one time in Mars Discovery District. Mind you, my 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 energy levels don't deplete fast with you, Godwin, because you are another introvert who understands. <laughs> um, Was the it different with an extrovert? Is that what uh, you're saying? It, it, it depends what extrovert, and it depends, um, you know, the situations that uh, an extrovert might, uh, like, put an introvert through, or I shouldn't say that, because you know what, my, my belief is always that uh, introversion is something to own and something to promote your agency within. But let's say I've got some very extroverted friends who, if it's, if it's, if it's my initial impression that I'm hanging out with an extroverted friend and that, you know, I'm just spending time, um, you know, in a, in a, in a casual setting with them. And then they, as extroverts decide that, you know, they want to expand the setting to becoming something more social, like let's go do this. And then suddenly I'm in a room full of people with a, like, I'm in a room full of people I don't know. And I don't reject that, but I mean, my energy levels are probably much more bound to, uh, deplete faster in those kind of unfamiliar uh, out of comfort zone spaces, which is fine. You got to be able to learn how to, you know, adapt and become resilient to them. But, you know, had maybe my extroverted friends decided rather than to go somewhere unfamiliar and instead just invite a few other extroverts to our, our casual setting, I don't think my energy levels would deplete as quickly as they would the former. Mm -hmm, for sure. And, you know, you're, you and I have talked about this um, quite extensively, right, in, in terms of uh, just because we, we both have a particular interest in going to events, right, in, in, in <laughs> yeah. event planning, right. And so, you know, walk me through, you know, the kind of mindset or if you do any preparation, right, for um, going to an event or is it like, you just go in, uh, you know, um, see how your energy levels are, 
and then gauge you know when when you want to kind of go in with full figure or you step back or you just go home or how does that look to you to, to me, I would definitely, I would definitely say it more of the latter. I think I'm kind of at a stage in, and you know, I, I would preface this with saying, um, and just reiterating the agency and ownership that I want to reclaim introversion with, because I think, uh, I think, I, I think there is, well, while there certainly is, and you know, podcasts like these are really shedding light to the experience of being an introvert. And I do think that there is broad social understanding about introversion these days. Um, I still think there is work to do on that front. Uh, and I think that there's a lot of stigma around, you know, what uh, an introvert is or isn't capable of. And I want to try to, you know, break that stigma by uh, being able to comfortably navigate uh, situations that are <laughs> fundamentally extroverted. So I've, I've, I've stopped wanting to kind of plan and accommodate for extroversion in that sense, uh, and more so want to try to build introverted resiliency uh, and kind of roll with the punches of particular event styles and settings. Uh, for instance, and I'm not too, were, were you at the, the, the League of Innovators, um, the League of Innovators uh, showcase? The most recent one at Soho. One. Oh, um, not the most recent one. I've been to the uh, previous one, but not that one. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, great, totally great event. Um, and in most cases, and I know, I know, like, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll draw off our last conversation. Um, you know, most cases in most event forums, um, uh, as a strategic preference, <laughs> I'll, I'll call it that. But it's also kind of disguised in introversion. Um, I don't normally opt to raise questions or share my thoughts in, in, in town hall style settings. I much prefer to kind of gather my thoughts, uh, collect my thoughts and, 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 you know, foster a relationship through kind of ongoing uh, discussion with whoever might be, you know, a panelist or uh, an, a, a professional that I've, that I'd be interested in speaking with um, after the event has taken place. Um, you know, and I call it strategic because it enables those things. But of course, like you know, in a lot of cases, I'm, I'm pretty shy, <laughs> so I don't always want to just have to take up that space. But yeah, the previous League, League of Innovators event, um, I got put on the spot to, you know, share. Uh, some of my thoughts on um, on the topic of ageism and uh, how did that come about? How did you get put on the spot? <laughs> so uh, so Switch was one of the panelists, or sorry, he was actually he was hosting a he was hosting a fireside chat, and uh, he asked if anybody had ever experienced ageism or discrimination because of age in their work and you know they raised uh, everybody everybody who had had raised their hands and he noticed that my hand was up and he was like do you want to share something about that and you know I just again like it's just about like rolling with the punches like I you know I just stood up and I was able to kind of give a spiel about um, my experience with uh, with ageism you know I didn't I didn't I didn't intend for that I certainly um, didn't think prior to try to accommodate the fact that that might happen I guess I'm just more so kind of like at the stage where you know it's all kind of circumstantial because you know most most definitely did that entire event atmosphere kind of 
make me like it, it definitely it definitely depleted my energy towards like the end of having to just like be there and upkeep all that for so long um but at the same time i was you know grateful for the opportunity um to be able to share because i mean it definitely kind of added color to my night you know like uh, i i i i think that i was able to have like a lot of like fruitful conversation hopefully you know add some thought-provoking discussion just because of that um so yeah all this to say i mean like nowadays with introversion and these kind of forums like you can definitely own it and you can definitely work with it meaning that you know after I did that I felt proud enough of myself uh to be able to share in front of everybody that I wasn't I I I, I took the pedal off of like the ambitious uh strategic kind of way of doing things that I previously described, i.e., you know, I didn't spend my time afterwards, uh, like going up to people and, you know, like going up to people I was interested in talking to. Like, of course, I, you know, I did, I did that naturally, but that wasn't my goal afterwards. I was like, okay, you know, I just spoke for a bit and uh, now I'm going to chill out and uh, I'm just going to kind of like enjoy the rest of my night and not make too much of a, of, a, of, a, of a purpose of like the rest of this because you know I did something that was really fun <laughs> that was like out of my comfort zone so I'm uh, I, I feel like I've done my extroverted part for the day <laughs> <laughs> right and, and you know, congratulations on that right and, yeah, and I mean of course it's it's totally minor it's totally minor no and but at the same time you know you shouldn't downplay it just because you know I, I think it's important to for everyone especially for introverts to celebrate the small wins as well and and not lose perspective on that and say like you know even even for me it was i found it hard to you know speak in front of even like five people or 10 people when i was younger right let alone like you know entire class of like you know 30 people or you know entire graduating class <laughs> of my uh, uh my uh senior year in high school right yeah to do uh, a valedictorian speech like audition yeah yeah, yeah. And, so, and so that's 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 why it's important that's why congratulations how, how did yeah how did you find how did you find that sorry to sorry to interrupt but i mean how did you find doing that valedictorian speech because that, i'd be curious i'd be curious. yeah i mean for for me it was hugely liberating feeling as well. It's like it's like yeah. I was it was like I, it was like I was Atlas, and then I removed the globe from my shoulders. <laughs> right? You, you know, this guy. That is how it feels. This guy has been, you know, uh, holding essentially um, hard carrying the entire world on his back, and then you yep. lifted up off the burden. That's what it felt like, right? And, and yeah. No, you know, no, I don't need to be shy anymore. That yep. that you know, shyness has at least for, as far as I'm concerned, has been a function of a, it was a mindset thing, mainly. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. you know, once you develop a, not a scarcity mindset, but a growth mindset, that's when you, yep. that's when you know that you can do, you know, a lot of things that you talk yourself out of doing. Like out of like, doing, For me, applying yeah. to become valedictorian was on a whim, right? It was like, let's just take it as an experiment, right? At the end of high school. Yep. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to see a lot of these people ever again. So it doesn't really matter in terms of social capital, right? It's like, yeah, really <laughs> honest, right? It's like, yeah. there's nothing really to lose. I mean, back then it was a lot 
tamer, quote-unquote, in, in terms of the types of um, memes that you can share <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> all around, right? And, I mean, yeah. now, now there's everything, you know, from, from stories and whatever, right, and, and short videos, right? 100%. But, 100%. But, you know, it was a lot uh, less of that back then. It was like, it was just a new fun experience for me at the end of the day. And so, uh, and even going back to, you know, the, the uh, League of Innovators event at Soho, Right. And for context for the uh, audience, so uh, Swish is Swish Goswami, actually. So and he is the uh, co-founder and CEO of a company called TrueFan. And, uh, you know, aside from that, he's like, you know, a public speaker and uh, a lot of different things. He's I would consider him a modern renaissance man. Right. And so he's pretty dope. <laughs> yes. and, and, and but in any case, and, and that strategy of him, you know, getting our audience participation by getting you to speak. Right. I think was. Yeah was a good move not only yeah. to facil- you know, facilitate an exchange of or a flow of ideas but it's to i don't think he meant to put you on the spot but it's just like he just wanted to keep the conversation flowing right and, absolutely and, absolutely and so uh, oh and and interestingly enough just because of the fact that you know i i, I think like really in that in in, in that setting uh, to be like an audience member and you know to uh like be identified by whoever uh, is speaking as you know, like uh, like okay, we're like we'll we'll dignify <laughs> this person's opinion at this moment. It doesn't feel like you're being put on the spot. Quite like you know how class might feel when your teacher deliberately calls out your name to test to see if you actually did the homework to understand <laughs> and decide what is going on. <laughs> uh, that you know, like, very, that I is a very cruel strategy. But yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's why i can't wait to be done school um and um so yeah no it 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 it, it didn't feel like being put on the spot at all you know like I, I felt overall in the in the audience because that could have been anybody you know it's just like okay well i mean this is just kind of you know me sharing and adding adding my piece and hopefully some value to this overall conversation which is really just about knowledge sharing at the end of the day right it's knowledge um, sharing knowledge transfer so, value sharing value tra- it's all the same right yeah yeah it, and it's well it's, it's also in like direct alignment with you know something that i resonate with which is ageism which is of course why i was able to speak on it you know like um it was, in that moment it was on my mind so yeah needless to say and 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 you know what like that's also i i, I think kind of like you know with with this example along with your example of uh your valedictorian speech there are certain instances in which introverted risk taking is so good for visibility um, not to say that it's not universally good for uh, visibility, i.e. risk-taking, but for somebody who otherwise might just be a backdrop at the at the event, right? Like, you know, in, in, mo- in most events where I, you know, deploy kind of that more like strategic tactic, I don't get to really talk and share with everybody. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, like it's it's hard. It would be hard to do that. <laughs> um, but for visibility's sake, like I don't ever feel like one of like the I guess like loudest voices or or most prominent person in 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 networking form- forums. I just kind of go and I learn and then I and then I and then I go home. But this was like a new kind of method of like participatory uh, a, a participatory practice that you know I'm sure extroverts probably feel a lot because they're able to make themselves seen and heard in you know greater volumes like at networking events um and i don't say that with shade to extroverts i'm saying like that's awesome you know just being able to be somebody who everyone's like oh wow like that person is speaking it's 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 an it's a new flavor 
Right, for sure. And I, I just had a thought that crossed my mind. You know, you know the the model of going to networking events and more, you know, business oriented types of events where mm-hmm. there will be someone speaking, whatever, right? And then there's the explicit part for networking. I wonder if that can that model can be transported into the classroom like like you mentioned like this is your uh, last semester of school uh, at the time of recording right and yeah <laughs> i think that would be really interesting because if you know especially uh and maybe it's not that practical for like gigantic lectures you know you know lecture halls or or, or classes or, or whatever but mm-hmm. if you have a smaller class size or or, or program or, or things like that that's the best opportunity for you to get to know your professors very well but also mm-hmm. to get to know your classmates very well as well, right? Yep. On, on, you know, on professional basis, personal basis, right? Yep. Depending on the level of closeness you want the relationships to be. And at least from my experience, that's what I found through my undergraduate program, like the very highly specialized program that I was a part of. Uh, it was called Biomedical Discovery and Commercialization, or BDC for short. So we had about oh, 50, 50, <laughs> odd, 50 odd students in our in our cohort, and yeah. you know, and we knew everyone at least on uh, at the very least on a per name basis, right? So mm-hmm. I think that we need more of that actually, you know, incurred in at the um, at least in school, right, to prepare those kind of kinds of um, soft skills for trans- to translate into the workplace, right? Yeah, it's 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 kind of like. Uh... Do you know you? It, this is this might be a cheesy a cheesy analogy, but it's kind of like throwing an alley oop. I think extroverts uh, and introverts can kind of cooperate on the topic of you know get, involving everyone through the form of like and, and and it's contingent on introverts accepting the alley oop the oop. Introverts have to duck the ball. Um, we've right. got to be able to say say yes but i think extroverts can play a huge role in throwing the ball in the first place which would definitely be useful and i've seen it in any kind of academic situation being able to probe people who don't speak as often or or people who might not uh yeah share as frequently be so apt to sharing probe them for 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 questions right off the bat because i think that you know everybody has really important things to say and sometimes very crucial things to say that you know the discussion can't go without missing so you know in order to get everybody kind of involved in that process and be able to like add to the discussion you know extroverts as leaders can be able to be like hey do you by chance happen to have a thought on this and that might you know actually open the door for an introvert because they feel as though like they've been dignified like this is the this is the agency conversation that i that i always talk about like it's just about like being able to work with that and roll with uh like the punches of such you know whether like i i think in 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 post-secondary academics for me i certainly i certainly make it clear mind you mind you i i i I do share quite a bit in class i i do like to talk um but i think i i make it clear to pretty much everybody who i can that i am introverted so i mean like if there's ever instances in which i don't feel comfortable people can you know work with that and collaborate and i'm not trying to say it to sound like egocentric because I even you know tried to make a deliberate purpose of doing this with people who are potentially more introverted than I am and just being able to like really just hone in on that and ensure that you as somebody who takes up space to conversate is reciprocating by opening more space for other people to do the same right exactly 
And I was going to say, right, that this can be very well much applied to the working world as well, right? Mm-hmm. Or meetings or any meetings in general, to be honest, yeah. right? Because, yeah. you know, I've, I, I, I've spoken that about this before, but if you think about your typical meeting, right, what happens? Now you have a person who's supposed to be leading the meeting. That's fine, right? But then what en- ends up happening is that you only have like about two or three people who dominate the conversation yep. and, and the meeting drags on forever and ever. And ever, mm-hmm. and then by the end of it, vast majority of people who are at the meeting are already, you know, lost and not even paying attention. They're on their devices already doing something else. Right? <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even joking. I've seen that before, right? Oh, totally. Oh, 100. And and the way that you know, like you mentioned, the, the way that we can combat that is by, you know, it's a very juvenile way of doing it, but it's like let's take turns sharing. It's like, yeah. it's like back in elementary school, right? Let's take turns sharing what we think about, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever agenda items you have for the meeting. Yeah. That way you can empower everyone to speak, right? And to share their ideas and, and you know, get it down, you know, in front of everyone. And then I think that would be, you know, much more uh, productive use of everyone's time, right? By, you know, experts being able to, you know, to listen to others' ideas and, you know, synthesize that information and, and right, and to, to listen more and for introverts to speak their mind more as well. Yeah, so, yeah. And, 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 even, and even if uh, introverts may not be entirely comfortable with sharing their ideas in front of a large group of audience, right, there's, there's ways to, com- there are ways to combat that as well, right? Mm-hmm. One way is to, is to uh, let whoever's leading the meeting uh, know about you know what they want intend to share during the meeting and then the either the the meeting leader will you know introduce the individual to say that hey you know janice has this idea or hey uh mark has this idea right that they want to share and then yeah person shares it or the meeting leader will share the idea in its, in, in its entirety but attribute uh, attribute it to that in the introverted individual right so that there's that sense of recognition that this idea has originated from such and such and that they should be taking the credit for it. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really better way of doing it. And as an aside, like I think the ideal length of a meeting should be half an hour or 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, just because you have enough time to elaborate on certain points, but also you don't, it doesn't go as too long, too long. It doesn't drag on too long. So you can, you can go in, Hyper, you know, have a hyper efficient meeting and then go and, and go about your day and do other things. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and about the alley-oop analogy, I think that's really interesting because that's what you can do, right. It, you know, whether it, if you're an expert or an introvert, like, especially if you're a meeting leader or whatever, or if you're just brainstorming or whatever. Right. So let's say, you know, you're, um, you have your introvert, you know, let's call, you know, let's call him Pascal Siaka. And then you have your expert, let's call him Fred Van Fleet. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you, you know, and, and Fred, you know, you should recognize that, you know, hey, Pascal Met has something to say, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and, and, you know, I apologize if this is getting really Toronto-centric, but, you yeah. know, <laughs> if, you know, and Fred should really encourage, right, you know, encourage Pascal to speak his mind and to you know, share his uh, slam dunk idea, right? Then <laughs> should pass the ball, right, or the, the baton over. Right yeah. now, to, yeah. to share his amazing insight, which can uh, really get a team fired up, 
right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just like, it's it's literally like, um, uh, here comes another uh, <laughs> corny <laughs> analogy, but liter- liter- literally how how a squat, wow, it's funny because, you know, when I Google alley-oop, there's literally one of the first things that comes up is, uh, I'm not going to, I feel like I'm about to open a debate about the pronunciation of GIF. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's GIF in my opinion, but anyways, <laughs> I feel like it's GIF too. But I feel like I've been told by so many people that it's GIF that I'm I'm indoctrinated and I feel. Um, um any, anyways, let's save this. Uh, let's uh, save this debate. <laughs> but there's a GIF of Fred looping yes. to uh to to Pascal right. um, on on one of the first Google searches. Um, <laughs> and um, so yeah, I I think in 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 another analogy, it's it's how excited. Uh, your group of friends get when um, somebody who never comes out on the weekend decides to finally like come to show up one day. Yeah, yeah, just to show up. Yeah, and everybody's like, ah, like that's great. And I think there does need to be like a lot of um, you know kind of positive affirmation around that kind exactly. of that kind of thing. But at the, at the same time, like I would also say that uh, there is like a lot of responsibility on introverts to also like initiate their desire to want to share more i.e it's 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 unfortunate to say that i don't think um we can depend on you know everybody to contextualize uh an introvert in the way that you know i've defined it at the beginning of this uh, at the beginning of this recording um which is why you know so often um but i mean you know if there's any kind of key message that i hope to drill home it's really just about the like agency and ownership of like an introverted identity to be able to kind of set that precedent in motion and be able to say like hey like I'm going to draw a boundary around, you know, what I do and don't feel comfortable with. Um, And I, you know, I'm going to hold myself accountable to understanding this boundary. And, you know, I I hope you'll, I hope you'll join me because that's the, that's the playing field that, uh, that I want to, that I want to be on, which is, you know, kind of, I guess, like the, like the situation with, networking events for instance like it's really just about being able to say like hey look like there, there might come a time uh in which i which i want to share in like the right setting and the right timing of things alternatively you know potentially i might want to be able to like spend more time talking to people afterwards and just digesting everything that you know a, a panel has to has to say before like jumping out at it um or maybe sometimes i don't even really have like the goal of like conversing but um i want to let you as like somebody who maybe I'm like networking or attending the event with know that like that's kind of the 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 condition about like my networking so like if I ever just kind of like look like unenthused it's not anything to deal with like the subject matter it's maybe just for me like you know I feel like I've you know contributed to the extent in which my energy levels will permit and that is kind of just the the realm (laughs) but like like the the point of this being that it's that it's that it's on me to communicate those things right exactly exactly and definitely taking the uh transparency laden approach right to it Mm -hmm. i think it's really refreshing just you know how you know i don't think a lot of people do what you do like in terms of going to networking events and, and stating you know up front essentially that hey i'm an introvert um this is how you know and then and then set some boundaries right um yeah for your for yourself and maybe for you know to let other people know yeah and i think that you know going back to the discussion on expert introvert relations right and, and it's a two-way street as well right it's like yeah. you know experts can uh encourage fellow introverts to 
be, you know, to have more extroverted tendencies. But a big component, in my opinion, is also the onus rests on the introverts to better to improve themselves as well. Hmm. I would agree with you on that. I would so, agree because, like, because it, it, you know, I I learned this lesson uh, a while back in terms of, you know, if you don't speak up, no one knows that, no one will know that there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, exactly. We, we can't. There's no. There's no mind reading or telepathy going on. Yeah. Right now. Maybe, maybe if you're listening to this in like 200 years, maybe, but like, you know, not right now, right? <laughs> uh, but we can hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but in, in any case, right? So like, yo, you, you carry that onus with you, right? To yeah. express, to be able to express that uh, in, a, in a clear and, and succinct way and say, hey, you know, I may need help on public speaking or I may need help on my and mitigating my shyness right? mm-hmm. or, or public speaking or whatever or social anxiety or whatever that, that may be the case right you can uh, express that to your closest friends your family even getting you know professional uh, psychological uh, advice right and I think that with those two factors at play if you're actively trying trying to improve yourself but then also have the help and support and encouragement of uh, everyone around you doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you're extra, extroverts or introverts. I think that that synergistic combination can uh, yeah. eventually help you, you know, improve it in this aspect, right? So and, yeah, and that's what's happened for me. I yeah, I, and 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 you're so and you're and you're so right about um like the 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 two way street of this. Just given the fact that I mean, like on the on the front of introverts, like I I personally, um, you know, always long to grow and to learn and to you know improve my overall human experience (laughs) um maybe that's the goal of life i don't know um but needless to say you know i have to hold myself accountable to ensuring that i i take chances in 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 uncomfortable or outside of my comfort zone settings in order to you know foster a feeling of being robust or resilient or whatever you want to call it that being said, the onus is on is on me. So I would also say that for introverts, just to take the pressure off of, you know, kind of like what that's like, it's like you, you decide when you're ready for that kind of thing. Like you decide what that means to you and how you want to embed uh, a tangible goal around it or not, or, you know, what pace you would like to go at in your, in your growth and experimentation of working with your introverted identity uh, and owning it as i've as i've been saying so understanding that sometimes <laughs> the passer might be too ambitious with throwing you the alley-oop you might not be close enough to like the net yet or you might not even be like wanting to even <laughs> have to jump for the ball at the moment you know like maybe right, right maybe or, or, right or if you're Kyle Lowry you can't even dunk it right so <laughs> no shade no yeah. shade but like you no know shade. no 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 but but maybe but no I mean not even that like it's it's not even about um your lack of capability it's about how do you use your abilities to your advantage and maybe you just maybe you're just a shooter like maybe you maybe you want to shoot like maybe you want to shoot you know <laughs> so enough with like the the, the basketball we'll lay off the basketball analogies <laughs> yeah. um to, to i guess put that into context you know like you get to decide how you play 
and uh and 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 yeah like you get to you know be able to come come to the come to the table on those kind of things when it's best convenient for you or maybe there's another creative way of going around it so you know as much as like you know like your like your responsibility is to just clearly you know communicate uh an understanding of like how introversion shapes who you are to whoever needs to hear it most and if you are misunderstood in that it's all okay uh because you're navigating your way and you know uh, something that i consider sometimes might work as a as a disadvantage given how inherently extroverted basically everything is so i think that you know we should you know be realistic about okay well what interpersonal boundaries can we can we create which is why i say communication but also being realistic and saying that like hey it's hard out there <laughs> so we gotta we gotta also take some take some pride in uh our attempts to you know navigate navigate that situation right for sure and you know you mentioned a good point in terms of you know taking things you know internalizing them synthesizing the uh, ideas in your mind and to go about and, and, and implement action right and, and at the pace that you desire mm-hmm. right? and as long as you are moving in the positive direction that's okay right just don't just don't move backwards right mm-hmm. or don't regress and yeah. and it should be fine like well, well like, i think i, I, I yeah. it, oh sorry I, I i was just gonna say i mean like i think like you know what i what i what i what i mean specifically by all of that is just to like unscrew the perspective that introversion is a is a detriment that should be that should be the oh yes yes and and, you know and we make no make no mistake like that's something that we uh should all recognize and 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 emphasize right that yeah yeah not be looked at as a pathology Uh, like you you your your goal your goal shouldn't be to try to be extroverted (laughs) right the goal isn't supposed to be come out of a shell or speak more or whatever right those are those are like uh those are like you know negative affirmations that <laughs> that, that actually like it's like it's like because it, you're already implying that uh introversion is not a desirable trait yeah exactly and, that, and exactly. Needs, there needs to be a cure for it right or at least you, at least you know medication to help mitigate it right yeah 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 it's just like no like that's not you should you should be you in the way that works for you the best so long as you're holding yourself accountable to becoming more you every day so i think that that's kind of that's kind of you know the 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 purpose of like everything that i've said is just you know being able to both parties being able to work to like create that space for introverts being themselves as introverts should they decide that they want to pursue this path of owning introversion right for sure and and it goes both ways as well right for you know for um, extroverts as well to craft that kind of place or environment that can foster the ownership of their identity right yeah yeah absolutely absolutely i I still believe there to be advantages to being introverted as well right like some that we haven't even haven't even alluded to like i certainly benefit from my body and my energy level necessitating time for myself <laughs> like that's that i i that's 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 an that's an asset uh and and a staple of who i am is being able to be be in my thoughts to enable me to be more with myself more in tune with myself and i'm you know thankful that i seem to just naturally 
allow myself to do that. <laughs> um, you know, maybe that's at the expense of missing out on some big social opportunities. But I mean, you know, in order to come about, you know, my appreciation of, of who I am, I realized like the necessity of doing that really actually complements the times that I am ready to go uh, enter into those social atmospheres, because I've been able to, you know, think through how I'm going to how I'm going to leverage the most challenging of situations. Uh, and I'm able to, you know, digest the realities of that situation and what that ultimately means. So I, I, I feel more satisfied when I do it. Right, for sure. And it's, again, it's a it's healthy balance of both, right? Healthy balance of alone time versus time where where socializing is appropriate, right? Yeah. And, 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 and you know, as an aside, I think that you know, sometimes I feel bad for extroverts because I just thought about this right now. Because when you sleep, you you can't talk to anyone <laughs> when, you're, when you're trying to fall asleep, right? That's, yeah. We're supposed to be alone with your thoughts. And I question, like, is that hard for extroverts? I'm not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, in 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 what way would you imagine that to be hard for them? I don't. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. Everyone can, you know, have alone time to think, think about things by themselves and reflect and things like that. But there is always that one aspect or one time of the day where you do spend time by yourself, right? There are lots of times, right? You, you know, when you're driving or when you're, you know, trying to sleep or when you're whatever, right? And I think mm-hmm. that you know, these times, it's not a problem for introverts. We can find whatever, right, to do or, or to occupy our time. It's just like, I don't know. It's, just, it's an interesting thought experiment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I hope like fund I, like I I would ideally, and I mean totally to to each their own about it. But I I'm just speaking on behalf of you know my experience and you know this the stems beyond introversion. I just I think that it's really important to be able to carve yourself time to think about really anything like anything and everything for instance you know if you want to be able to understand yourself better you need clear conscience to be able to do so thus you need to be in a distractionless environment that promotes your own sense of self-comfortability um while allowing your brain to um analyze itself and interpret itself in a judgment-free way that's that's one thing but then you know additionally like it, it it works the same for cultivating an idea you know like potentially there is some spare time that you have while in transit or driving or maybe not driving because i mean you're supposed to be you're supposed to be at the wheel i don't drive so <laughs> um, <laughs> i kind of forget what that's like but you get what i mean like it's like if you have passive time you're you know sitting there watching pasta boil right or or doing or doing household chores or, or yeah, yeah 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 like you're you're doing something you're doing you're, like the task that you're doing is mind- it's not mentally taxing yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Like you have space to be able to occupy your brain with other things as you intuitively perform the regular habits that you, your musculoskeletal system is aware that you know, <laughs> then, then, you know, you're good. Um, but you have to be able to be cognizant of when and why those things are needed. And I mean, like as an introvert, like I'm very, very, very cognizant of all of those things. So much so that I, I, I don't think I don't think that I don't, <laughs> okay, this is too many double, double negatives. <laughs> I, I seemingly never 
am not thinking about what I would like to think about in all cases. I'm using the best, I'm, I'm using, I'm using time, leisure time to the best of my abilities. And I just hope that everybody, you know, is able to, everybody's able to access the same thing. But I, I think that, I think that that's something that could definitely be learned by introverts is really like, how do you use your you time to train your brain? Right, for sure. And I think that, you know, that alone time really is, you know, time that you can use for introspection, of course. And yeah, you too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and definitely self-improvement, I think. Yeah, a lo- lots of introspection, lots of introspection. I had something to say on that thought, but I feel like I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> well, that's, that's sometimes that's what happens, right? Yeah. And uh, for, you know, a lot of people when, you know, especially with uh, introverts, when there are basically your, your mind is like a natural disaster in terms of, you know, how many thoughts are flowing, you know, across your synapses every single second, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so and sometimes is, you know, um, you have so many thoughts and then you get, you, get, <laughs> you, you kind of forget sometimes, right? Some, um, some of those thoughts, like I have, you know, for example, like I would have, you know, don't, would not have a good recollection of whatever you just talked about today, right? During this podcast episode, uh, if I didn't record it, right? So there's so many things, there's, there's so many, many things. There's so many things to process, yeah. to take yeah. in and to, you know, synthesize, to make sense of, but also to ultimately take action. Yeah. Hugely, hugely important is being able to also like embed sort of the function on Google documents where you're able to make a comment on things <laughs> um, or set yourself a reminder mentally to be able to like act or plan on, you know, like the most valuable outcomes of certain conversations and thoughts. Um, I do remember what I was actually going to say. I was just going to say that the myth of like introverts wanting to spend time alone is nothing but a myth. Like, I, I, I guess I would hope that also, you know, through this conversation, it comes across as clear that like introverts aren't deliberately trying to isolate themselves. Um, oh, no, we're not trying to be hermits here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm trying to like understand myself so I can like be a great social being. Right, or I can, I can be my, <laughs> I can be my best self. In yeah situations right yeah well i mean yeah like like in every in every and all situations um and this is just a process that enables me to do so so i don't think that there's any you know there, there should never be there should never be judgment well i mean i think that <laughs> well um, there should never be judgment ever really like well yeah whatever you know utopia you're thinking of but yes <laughs> <laughs> i think that it should just be, it should be something that like people would want to understand about like, why do people want to spend time alone? Yeah, I think it's not, it's because it's not even, and again, like, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's not about things like catching a break, right? Because that's kind of like denying the agency as, you know, the theme has been. Um, you're not trying to catch a break from society. You're not trying to get away or escape or anything like that. Like, it's like, no, like, I I like doing this. (laughs) I think it's healthy and I think it's productive. And I think that I learn lots when, you know, I'm able to give myself the optimal conditions for my own growth, which comes through, you know, spending time to think <laughs> about things so yeah no it's never it's never about you know like oh like needing a break etc cetera, etc cetera, or trying to get away or like you know i want to go home from this networking event because <laughs> i don't like it like no <laughs> i don't even know where those kind of things come from 
I mean, there are there are common they are common mis misconceptions, right? Yeah. I mean, the only other comment I was going to say was that again, I I have to go back and emphasize the the point of uh, balance, the healthy balance, right? So it's, it's, it's just as it's not you know entirely healthy for someone to be uh you know hold up all the time at home, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, and even if, even if you're doing you know if you're working remotely, right? Even yeah. if, even if at that. You still need your one-on-one uh, -on -one conversation, like or or at least person in-person conversations, right? Or or fun oh, time or things like that, right? To, yeah. to, right. Um, it's natural and in, in organic, like human interaction. But at the same time, if you go on to the other extreme, like if you're you're always out in the club or in the bar every single night, I don't I don't know about you, like you know, I think even extra extroverts would be really tired of that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and it's like. Okay, you, you know, and then you barely have time to yourself to think and and process anything, right? Mm -hmm. about it. Well, it's just about it's it's totally about like like you know what what works what works best for everyone. Like I, if if everybody wants to go to the club twenty four seven and you know do 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 their own thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not discouraging that. No, 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 oh, no, no, no. Oh, it's totally just like that. yeah, it's just like it's for you to um, craft your ideal schedule or whatever, yeah. Right. So yeah, like I like I'm putting it out there as like a recommendation, and you don't always have to. You don't have to do this every single day. <laughs> you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it for multiple hours a day. But I'm just putting out there as a recommendation from an introvert, given that you know it's worked so well. Just being able to find yourself that time to be able to do your own thing, right? Like you know what, if you want to, if you want to go to the club, you want to do everything like extroverted all the time. That's totally great. And if that's working for you, then even better. But I mean, if you're wanting to like contemplate more and you have bigger questions to ask and you've got bigger ideas that you want to execute, then I totally, totally recommend getting in touch with an introvert and asking them in what ways do they exhibit their time, <laughs> their <laughs> introverted time. time. Access their inner being or inner self. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, it's really fascinating that we're, you know, we're talking about all these different mental models and, and, thing, and debunking misconceptions and, and, and things like that. For you specifically, like, you know, how does that kind of play out in, I guess, you know, you're, you know, you're almost done being a student, right? And, yeah. and in terms of transitioning over to quote unquote adult life or real life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever that means, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, what are your thoughts on kind of, you know, how that transition will go, right? In, in terms of, you know, pursuing a career and, you know, how does that look like in terms of just planning out your days really right yeah right and, and scheduling yeah. and making and making time for yourself not only that and also making time for the loved ones in your life too how would that look like for you so i think like look like th th this this kind of alone time that i'm referring to you know can transpire in many different ways um and you know in my in my in my life it often does i take i take time to do some visioning about the enterprise and non-for-profit that I hope to start. Um, I, I, I take time to be able to reflect on who I am and my relationships and how those things coincide. And most importantly, I always take time uh, to be able to make all of those thoughts that I have in both of those previous two examples actionable. How do I, how do I actualize the outcomes of those two kind of big, big buckets of, of, of thought. And in that sense, I mean, like, as, as, as I think, I, I, I think um, we've discussed in something that I, I think a lot of 
people who are kind of on the on the on the conversation of productivity and maximizing your time might suggest is you know for instance last night i was riding the streetcar and i had one thought about one thing that i needed to do and then i was like well i'm i wow here i am like setting my setting myself a reminder i should set myself multiple reminders right now like i should not put my phone back in my pocket <laughs> and you know think to myself that i'll do this later there's probably a good chance that I'll forget. <laughs> so in all instances, and of course, you know, I'm riding the streetcar by myself. Like I'm just sitting there listening to music. So in basically all the times that, you know, like I'm um, inner mon monologuing in my life, which happens a lot, like due to introversion, it's like, what else? Not what else, but additionally, what more could I be doing? And that's when you kind of find the gateway for extensive and comprehensive plan making. So I think... In order to go kind of forward with uh, with with my life and you know my entrepreneurial path and post post secondary <laughs> um, adult living or just living as I would like to as I would like to frame it, I really just think that you know like the the extent to which I can kind of work around like my needs when it comes to agency and ownership of introversion, um, you know curating spaces for me to you know excel and grow in my introversion and. And, you know, maximizing on my time when it comes to leisure or um, kind of thoughtless activity that, you know, I can kind of add to by thinking systematically about my life. All that put together in a um, kind of congruent way where I'm going to be able to, you know, put my life in kind of this balance uh, between you know, productive needs, interpersonal needs, growth needs, uh, learning needs, uh, me needs. <laughs> um, all of those things combined are what enables me to kind of produce my 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 week by week expectations of like, you know, what micro things can I do uh, in order to maximize on those kind of things. Another great person that I want to uh, shout out on this podcast is Daniel Francovilla. He posted something on New Year's, which was related to um, basically which ways specifically through um, four different kind of segments of someone's life do they hope to grow within like the next year. And I, you know, took some time when I, when I read that um, to be able to, you know, kind of interpret different ways in which it applies to me. So one of the things that I was thinking about specifically was learning. Uh, and then I, you know, went even more granular as to say that there's a few different buckets of styles of learning that I would you know, like to engage in, for instance, um, I would like to, uh, you know, understand, obviously, the landscape of the non for profit world, um, as like, a, as like an utmost priority. But I mean, you know, within that comes in depth understanding of textbook knowledge of, you know, political issues, because that's, you know, the reality of the non for profit world. And then additionally, you know, parking that off switch that and maybe that's my 60% of my brain, 40% of my brain, I would love to delegate to creativity. Um, so, you know, being able to just ensure that I always have like a, an on switch for innovation through ensuring that I upkeep with experiential activity that, you know, furthers my skills when it comes to creative arts. And all this to say, um, you know, when it comes to my introverted time alone and, you know, like it's like through multiple sessions that, you know, I'm able to process 
even those two big buckets. Um, most recently, I created like an actionable chart in which, um, you know, I kind of identified key specific things that I could do uh, to excel in some of those categories. So for instance, you know, um, one of them might be attend a, a paint class at a, at a local community center. Uh, one of them might be look up a new recipe in which, you know, I can, you know, prepare like a, a food that I don't normally common, that I don't commonly eat. And I, and I, and I, I lay this out all in a synchronized way where once I've completed, like, well, like, cause obviously I, I wrote down, I wrote down many things that I hope to do. Um, but I can't do everything at once. Um, but I can ensure that uh, this kind of, you know, introverted space that I'm referring to doesn't just get, you know, used in a way where I'm sitting in bed dwelling. Instead, I'm, you know, actually performing one of these very, very small things. And, you know, once I complete one, it then unlocks my ability to plan for the next. Wow, fantastic. I mean, so many great sharings right today. And especially the last part, right? There's <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of tangibles that people can take away from it, I, I think, right? I appreciate and, that. I appreciate that. And obviously, right, that comes from uh, these types of insights can only really be, come from a lot of deep reflection and mulling and, and just in general, just just thinking, right? Uh, and, and contemplating and all that, all that kind of good stuff. So thank you yeah. again for, uh, for coming on to the podcast. And, uh, you know, and... and you know, before we go, I just wanted to ask you, how can people find you? How can people, you know, follow, connect with you? Is there anything that you wanted to uh, promote specifically? Like, what are you working on? Things like sure, that. Sure, yeah. I, I, so I will say, um, I mean, the, be the best way to connect, and I appreciate the shout out, and also, you know, Godwin, thank you so much for having me on the show. Like, this is definitely a great topic, one of my favorite topics that I think needs to be out there in the world more because of the nature of the topic, which is introversion, which doesn't seem to be out there in the extroverted world as it is. So yeah, all that being said, uh, I mean, I, so I'm, one of my goals um, and, you know, what I kind of see uh, exploring the creative arts as conducive towards is, you know, being able to become more multidisciplinary in the way that um, I hope to personal brand in the future. So, I mean, ultimately, I, I don't, I don't really have many channels that I'm active on at the moment, but what I would love to do once I'm, you know, better at all of these kind of creative disciplines uh, is kind of just, you know, become a content machine where I'm able to, you know, share my findings from all of these things. And of course, from, you know, my non-for-profit work, that's all going to take place on my Instagram. Um, my Instagram handle is G uh and then my last name b-u-d-g-e-o-n uh and then of course i'm on linkedin as graham budgeon <laughs> um no. graham sorry Bouchon? <laughs> Bouchon. Um, <laughs> Bien oui. um, so yeah, I'm on, I, and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take the time to shout out my green initiative, um, as something to follow. I mean, currently it's called going green Toronto. Um, my green initiative is what I want to start into my, in, into my non-for-profit. It's all about essentially, uh, working with communities to discover, um, you know, practical pathways by which they can actualize their social and environmental goals. And yeah, it's, it's called going green Toronto at the moment. Um, but I, as, as I, you know, hope to actually work 
for it in the future. Um, I, I would love to give it probably a, a good a good rebrand to really kind of you know solidify the the ways by which we hope to support communities through that goal. So um, more to come on that because I don't want it to just be kind of looked at as simply a community initiative. I hope that it does a lot more than than what that seems. All this to say, um, once that debuts. Um, once there's news about those kind of things, of course, on, on uh, LinkedIn and on Instagram is where that information will be accessible. See, there you go. It might might not be uh, going green Toronto, right? So uh, yeah, want yeah, the yeah. most updated you know, information, follow the time on LinkedIn and Instagram. There you go. Yes, <laughs> Perfect. Thank you once again for coming on and uh, until next time. Thank you for having me, of course, and that will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Digital Introverts Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing and leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at D-I-G-I-I-N-T-R-O-S-H-O-W. And you can follow me on all social platforms at G-O-D-W-I-N-H-S-C-H-A-N. I appreciate everyone who listens to the show and let's change the world quietly.